0: will make a man more precious than fine gold, even a man than the golden wedge of Ophar. Isaiah 13, 12 This is a very interesting passage, because as we look at this, first off, its location, it's put right in the middle of this chapter in Isaiah that seems to be talking about the Day of Judgment and the destruction of Babylon. Talking about the stars in the sky stop giving their lights, and the hearts of men grow faint And then after this passage, there's, and their children shall be dashed upon the rocks. But in the middle of this chapter, God declares making somebody more valuable. Their life, their purpose is more valuable than that of fine gold. This is an unusual passage, to say the least. Well, so what is this passage telling us? Anytime we examine and start to compare the value of a person to currency we think of one of two things one we think of a worker somebody who chooses an occupation and how much they should be paid what are their wages what are they valued at in the position that they have can a company afford to lose them the more sinister approach to this when we think of the value of an individual is slavery kind of the opposite side of this workforce coin and As reading this, I kind of, the idea came to my mind that it's like all people, all of us in this world are either servants or we're slaves. The difference is whether or not we have the power to choose. Servants and slaves both tell us statuses of wealth and power or those who are at the top of these uh, hierarchical uh, positions show the level of influence Of uh, respect that they command or control. But which is greater? Which is of more value? Well, obviously, one is morally wrong. Um, Without any doubt, we don't have to think about that or question it. But what is more valuable? Let me put it to you this way. Which is better to have? Is it better to earn $10,000 by your influence or Having the influence over 10,000 people. The power behind 10,000 people versus the power behind $10,000. I would dare to say that 10,000 people is greater. And this is what I believe God is pointing out when he says that he will make a man more precious than gold. I believe that God is actually giving us insight here into what he considers value. Remember, in Revelation, it talks about heaven is made with streets of gold. Gold in heaven is like us looking at cement or concrete here on earth. You know, it's it's a common commodity. And you can imagine if somebody came to, to a modern-day city and said, wow, the things you use to build and walk on are what we use as currency in my country. Now, I don't think there is a country that uses sand or cement as currency, but you get my point. God is saying that he will make somebody who is more valuable than gold. So what is God really after? What is he trying to craft? What is he making? Many biblical scholars have rightfully pointed out, I believe, that this passage in Isaiah is referring ultimately to Jesus, the promised one who came down in the human form to live as we ought to live. God making something more valuable than gold in the human form, and that is Jesus. Christ tells us in Matthew 23, verse 11, He who is greatest among you shall be your servant, and he who exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. But Here, Jesus in Matthew is telling us that To be the greatest in heaven, you must first be the lowest. To be the first, you must be last. So what God is saying here is that he values not only the people, but the character, the person, the idea behind them. Christ was not just another human being. He was the embodiment of God's characteristics. This is the value that God is claiming he will make, and he will do it During the end of time, God is going to manifest His character in humanity during the darkest days of humanity. There are two ways we can look at this. Either you are a servant or you are a slave. Either you choose your master or your master claims you. Now you might say, well, the life of a slave or the life of a servant doesn't sound that much better than a slave. But think about it in this way. Those who are a slave to self become the slaves of someone else. Meanwhile, the personal servant of the king wields the power that his authority brings. Which would you rather be? A slave to self that is ultimately bound to a world of sin and therefore claimed by its master? Or a servant to the king of the universe who seeks to rid the world of sin and wickedness and death Christ tells us in Matthew 11, verses 28 to 30, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. The slave says, I have no power, I cannot overcome, this world has its hold on me, and I am forever bound. The servant says, By your will, my master, shall it be done. At the end of the day, you and I must make a choice. We are choosing whether we are slave or servant. Which one are you? And which will you choose? Our Father in heaven, as we have learned and examined your word, the promises you gave us to free us from our sin, to free us from the burdens of this life, May we take that message to heart, and may we not only carry this new burden, the burden of being your servant, which brings with it the honor, position, authority that you have given us through your Son, Jesus, but also that we would now take that message and give it to those around us, that there would be a revolution of freedom from sin that you alone can bestow. Thank you, Father God, for this promise. Thank you for your words. Thank you for your Son. This we ask in his name. Amen.